Today was a great day, wasn't it? Uh, we, uh, we managed to watch uh, Jonathan Elaine's wedding on uh, the internet. A uh, little bit of trouble because the same one come through on the uh, uh, computer, but we watched it on the, um, the phone, which was about three minutes behind the computer, I think. But uh, <laughs> uh, uh, we, we switched off the computer and just watched it on that. It was a beautiful service, wasn't it? I'm sure Natalie's and uh, Greg's was as well as uh, Jonathan Elaine's and uh, uh, just as we think of those weddings that they, they committed their lives to the Lord we heard that beautiful service that uh, Jonathan Elaine went through um, and uh, they committed themselves to each other but to the Lord as well in their, in their service I'm sure that uh, Natalie and Greg did the same now the um, the person who spoke at the uh, Jonathan's wedding spoke on 1 John chapter 12, uh, 1 John chapter 4 from verse 7. And that happens to be my text this morning. Uh, and I, I assure you, I prepared this before I listened to the recording, you know, I saw the recording on the uh, thing. But uh, my thoughts this morning were on the, the love of God. The love of God. We think of the love of those two young couples they committed themselves to each other, but in the name of God. And they, they showed their love to God as well. And um, we also think of our dear uh, sister Jennifer this morning, who uh, also loved her God and uh, committed her life to him in, uh, in, in her life. And it's, it's wonderful to know that um, the love of God can cover in all situations, can't it? In the beauty of a wedding, in the sorrow and the sadness of a death, but a death that uh, we're rejoicing in a way that now Jennifer is with the Lord, who she loves so much. Uh, so if you want to turn to 1 John chapter 4, uh, we'll just read a few verses uh, from there. 1 John chapter 4, and uh, we're going to read from verse 7. Dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, loved him, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice uh, for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. We know that we live in him, and he is he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Saviour of the world. If, everyone, if anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in him and he in God. And so we know and rely on the love of God and the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. In this way, love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment, because in this world we are like him. There is no fear in love, 
But perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And he has given us this command, whoever loves God must also love his brother. Amen. Shall we just uh, briefly pray before I look at those words? Oh, gracious God, we ask now that you will bless us as we look into your word, as we look at this wonderful subject of your love for us, how it reached out to draw us to yourself when we were far away, full of sin, and yet you reached out to us and you drew us back to yourself and showed us something of this wonderful love that that makes up uh, every part of you. And so we ask that you will bless us now as we look into your word and uh, bless us as we read your word and uh, look at what it means to us this morning. For Jesus' sake, amen. I was really wondering this morning to, thinking about what happened yesterday uh, at the weddings, look at the the character of God, a love that uh, is far superior to any other love that we uh, we can ever think of or experience for ourselves. The character of God, and we see this in verse 8 and verse 16 of which I've just read, we're just using that simple pra- uh, phrase, God is love. And God just isn't a God of love, but the very essence of God is love. It permeates from him. It reaches out to us. It reaches down to us. Uh, It doesn't matter what we do against God. He still loves us because God is love. He can't can't do anything else but love. Um, This epistle of John is full of the love of God, of uh, how how much God loves us, how much God has poured out his love upon us. Do read it for yourself. It's a beautiful book. We know that John was known as the disciple whom Jesus loved. And I don't think that means that he didn't love any of his other disciples, just, just as equally as he did with John. But there was a special bond. John understood something about Jesus, I think, that no, none of the other disciples really got at the time. He, he, he understood um, just how much God, through Jesus, loved him. And uh, in this book here, this uh, lovely uh, epistle, just of four or five chapters, uh, we see just how much... John dwells upon the the love of God, and it's good to read it for us, for it, um, it for ourselves. As I said, it doesn't matter what we do against God; He still loves us. Um, he looks down on us with love, uh, shining for us, and that is what is so sad that many in the world don't see God and His great love for them, and how He reached out to them in the most loving way that we will remind ourselves of. This morning, we're going to see how God showed his love to the world. We know that God was love, but God demonstrates his love in in so many ways to us this morning. So, first of all, let's look at the greatness of God's love, which we see in verse uh, 10 and again in in verse 19. I think I mentioned before that this this John verse 10 was a, a verse that was given to me 
at uh, my baptism uh, many, many years ago. I can't remember how many years ago. It's so long ago now. But uh, um, I know the, the uh, I think it was my father who uh, gave the text out. And this is what he gave to me. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. And um, John tells us here in in verse 10 that love isn't defined by our response to God, but true love is how God loved us. Just get that this morning, will you? Get it into your hearts, let it permeate into your, your very being that God really does love you. He, he's so concerned for you that he loves you with an immense love, a love that never, is never diminished in any way. This, this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us. He made the first move by not rejecting us when we turned our backs on him. Just think of that. that even when we were far away from God, when perhaps we didn't know God, God still reached out to us in love. And it's through his love that we were brought back to him. Perhaps that love was shown through different people. I, I don't know what your um, instance was or your uh, relationship with God is this morning. But I know with me, uh, he reached out in that love through my parents, uh, through my church family. I don't expect I've ever known a time when I didn't go to church, but I still had to come and accept of that great love of God for myself. And um, that's, um, so as I said, even when we turned our backs on him, uh, when we went on our own way from him, he reached out to us by sending his son into the world to teach us how to live uh, by the great example he set before us in all that Jesus did and, um, and then by dying as an atoning sacrifice for our sins when we had no way of making ourselves right before our Heavenly Father. God displayed his love to us, didn't he? Paul writes about that in Romans. He puts it like this, but God demonstrates his love his own love to us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus came down to this earth to die for sinners. He didn't look around and think, well, I'll die for such a body, because they're pretty good. They live a good life. They're, they're more or less uh, on par with what God wants them and how he wants them to live. So I'll, I'll die for them, but I'll forget the... the Deep died says, no, he died for every one of us because he, God loved us so much. He says here, let me just say those words again, God demonstrates. When we think of demonstrators these days, we think of people causing havoc, don't we? Uh, demonstrating in the streets against this, that, anything that uh, takes the fancy, really. But no, God demonstrated his love in a real positive way. He showed us his love by sending his son to die for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. No wonder John affirms this uh, th thought to us in verse 90 when he says, we love because he first loved us. And this morning I just ask you, are, are you in love with the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you in love with your God? Do you res respond to his love for you in, uh, in all your ways by just showing him how much you love him because as we've read in these verses that he first loved us 
we couldn't have loved in the way that we do love him unless he had first loved us. And then we see the depth of God's love, don't we? And we see, we turn to John's Gospel, that most familiar of all verses in the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God's love reaches everyone in this world if they will only put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what God's love is, is all about. It's reaching out to people. It's reaching out to me. It's reaching out to you this morning, the love that he has uh, for each one, one of them. God's love reaches out to everyone in this world if they'll only put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, how deep is the love of God that reaches out to everyone, every one of us. If you have never come to God, believing Jesus gave his life for your sins, then why don't you do it now? Just quietly, where you're sitting, just between you and God, give your life over to him, because he'll never let you down. That love will always shine into your life. The love that brings you to that point of repentance, knowing that you, you can't do anything by yourself to come back to God. All you can do is ask him to accept you in, in all you need, and he'll do it. It's between you and God. But you can be certain that God will not turn you away, because just as we have read, God so loved the world. That includes everybody. Just put your name in the place that whosoever, uh, the place of whosoever in John 3, verse 16. I remember speaking on this to some young people many, many years ago in uh, the church in Wigan that we went to. And uh, I invited them to put their, their name into the whosoever. And I remember one young lad coming forward. Uh, and all the others had gone off to play the table tennis or do whatever uh, the, the activities were. And a young lad called Paul and he came back and he just stood there looking at those words on the blackboard, I think I'd written them, because we didn't have uh, highfalutin technology in those days. Um, uh, but he stood there, and uh, I was able to just speak to him. And I don't know whether he really gave his life to the Lord, but he stood there for a long time, just looking at that verse. And um, I do hope that he, uh, he came through and uh, trusted in the Lord that day. You'll see that God loves you. Jesus gave his life for you if you know that that is part of your um, acceptance of God, you know that God loved the world. And he did love the, He loved, loved everyone in this world. That's what the, the verse is speaking about. He loved everybody. Even the people we would think in history or in the present time as the deepest sinners of all, God loved them. And it's hard for us to love them, isn't it? But God loved them and gave himself for them. But, you know, God isn't just in the numbers game. God doesn't uh, just look down and uh, save as many as he can. No, that's up to us to come to him and accept him, isn't it? But God isn't, he's not really interested in the numbers. He's interested in us personally. And perhaps God is speaking to you this morning. Because... Again, in 1 John chapter 3 this time, in the uh, verses just before it, uh, before what we've read, uh, we have um, an example of God's great, great love for us. 
He says there, how great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. We read before that we were, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Now he's talking about us as being called the children of God. And that is what we are. John really puts it, uh, he really wants us to understand, to understand that God really does love us and he's lavished his love upon us. God in his love hasn't just saved us and given us a place for him in heaven, but he's given us a status of being his sons and daughters. That's how much God loves you. That's how much God loves me. I am this morning a child of God not because I deserve it and not because I was born into it. No, I was far away from God. Yet God, in his love, has taken me and he can, he's taken many of you as well into his kingdom this morning, uh, into his, his family, as it were, that we are now the children, the sons and daughters of God. And he's given us the greatest honour of becoming his children. We who turned our backs on him and have this, wonder, have this wonderful privilege of uh, being a child of God. This is simply what the love of God from the God of love has done for us. This is what it can do for you. It can make you into a child of God if you'll only put your trust in him. So that's just something briefly about the, the love of God. But what can we say about our, our love for him? We sing many songs, don't we, about our love for him. And in quite a few of them, we, say, we think about how small our love is compared with his great love. But, you know, he tells us how we can reciprocate, how we can come to him in love, and we can show our love to him. But quite often, he and the Lord Jesus Christ, they both speak about it in this way. And in verse 7, John says, Let us love one another, because love comes from God. He doesn't say that we must show our love to God, love, of, love for God, but later in the chapter, um, that if we say we love God, but hate our brother, then we are liars. And this is how uh, our Lord Jesus Christ spoke on many an occasion to his disciples, and how God speaks to us through this chapter, that uh, if we say we love God, yet we hate our brother, he calls us liars here. We can't love God and hate our brother. We have got to demonstrate that love for every one of us, for each one here this morning. I wonder if we get on each other's nerves at times. I'm sure I get on your nerves. Uh, but whatever that is, that, uh, is like, uh, however it comes through, then we've got to... Um, love each other and uh, show that love for each other and I think we do here but it's so often that it comes through as Christians who yes they can love um, themselves they can love what they do for God they can boast about what they do for God yet they criticise or they dislike something their brother does or their sister does God says well, well we can't but if we hate our brothers, then we are liars because we can't 
love our God truly in heaven. Jesus knew just how important it was that we should love one another in the way that he loved us. I'll just read for you um, from um, John 15, uh, from verse 9, uh, where Jesus speaks about this. He says, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's command and remain in his love. I have taught you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he, that he lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. Then right at the end of uh, uh, that little discourse, in verse 17, he says, this is my command, love each other. And this is what uh, our Lord Jesus Christ himself has asked us to do, that we might love one another in all that we do. And uh, in that way, he'll be able to work through us all the better. If we are one with each other and we are one with him, he'll be able to... Uh, uh, just help us to reach out to others and demonstrate that love that our Heavenly Father and has for us and our love for the Lord Jesus Christ in the love we have for our brothers and sisters. But in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus goes a little bit further, doesn't he? He says, You have heard that it was said, Love your neighbour and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. And I'll finish with these words of Jesus, who went on to say that it is easy for us to be kind to those who love us. Even the pagans do that, he says. Even the tax collectors do that. Um, they're kind, and they, they, they love their families uh, as each other, but, uh, but he says that we should love our enemies and pray for them. And how hard that can be at times, can't it, as we try to uh, show the love of God, and yet we can see such of the, some of the horrors that happen in the world. And I'm sure you're like me, it can distress you at times. And you, you feel that feeling of hatred, in a way, bubbling up in with you, within you, the, the way that some people can treat others. And yet God says that we should love our enemies and we should pray for them. We should pray for those who persecute us. Now, we don't have that in this country, do we? Total persecution like some of our brothers and sisters do. But just read some of their testimonies and we see just how great they love God in the way that they treat their enemies. They don't ask God to destroy them, but they pray for them. They pray that God will come into the the hearts and lives of their enemies and bring them into his kingdom just like they themselves have been in. Perhaps we should ask ourselves, does our love, though weak it can be, reflect the great love of our Father in heaven? Uh, the great love of our Father in heaven continually rains down upon us. I'll just finish with uh, a verse from the Old Testament that uh, that speaks to us of that great love. It's the words of God himself. It said, The Lord appeared to us 
in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with loving kindness. That love of God will never fail. Ours might fail, but his love will never fail. And if we truly love him, then we'll show that love by our attitude to others as well. And in doing so, we will show our great love for our God himself. Amen. I want to finish by singing uh, the hymn, Love Divine, All Love's Excellings. <laughs>